0: This is Karen McGill and you are listening to From Burnout to Best Self. Welcome and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, this is Karen McGill and welcome to the first edition of From Burnout to Best Self. I am so excited about this new brand, guys. So uh, if you listen to my last podcast, you know that that was the last edition of uh, The Fifth Habit in its current form. So if you didn't listen to it, little short sort of bring you up to speed moment here. Uh, I have been coaching women for uh, about 10 years in fitness and health. And uh, I kept coming up against the same struggles that women were having where they just didn't have the time or capacity to truly carve out enough time to take care of themselves in their day. And that became not so much a weight problem or a health problem, but an overall life problem. If you don't have, you know, the smallest amount of time to dedicate to yourself, how can you ever find growth or satisfaction or fulfillment uh, in a life that is constantly serving others and leading to quote unquote burnout? So that was something that I was seeing a lot in my clients. And then, uh, I don't know, I think it was maybe like a divine moment in retrospect, but I went through it myself and it was a little bit of a different experience than my clients. My clients usually come to a place of burnout and frustration in their wellness journey. For me, it was coming to a place of burnout and frustration in my uh, business journey, which is... Um, you know, a big piece of my life and my legacy. So I, uh, long story short, had really just run myself into the ground. And I got to the point where I was pretty miserable. I was not a nice person to be around. And I will get into all of the symptoms and scenarios around burnout shortly. But uh, that got me to a place where I had like a dark night of the soul where I knew something had to change. And uh, over the next six, seven months, I used a lot of different methods to bring me out of that. A lot of the methods that I used, I will be teaching here, including one of them today. Um, And it really just moved the dial for me way more. I don't want to say way more than uh, nutrition or uh, fitness. Those things were always pillars of health for me. But what I realized throughout this journey is, you know, even if your your nutrition's on point and your fitness is consistent, you can still suffer burnout because it's not just about the physical piece; it's also about the emotional, call it spiritual if you will, uh, piece that I had been completely missing. So when I added that element, everything shifted for me, and that's why I kind of call it a divine intervention because you teach what you know, right? And you teach what you experience. And had I not experienced that, I would never have moved my philosophy in this direction. And I am just so grateful for the experience. And I hope that um, it shows in, in the teaching that I'm going to give you. And Uh, I'm just so excited to go on this journey with you guys. So that's a little bit about why the brand has changed, and um, I invite you now to go join our Facebook group of the same name from Burn. It's actually Burnout to Best Self, and uh, you will continue to see my website evolving in that direction and all of my social media uh, moving in that direction. So all of the links to uh, my social media and all of those things will definitely be in the show notes. So uh, please go there when you're done listening to this. But today, I want to focus on burnout. So on the last episode, I focused on my burnout. Now I'm going to focus on the structure of burnout. Like what is it? How does it feel? What happens when you feel that way? What do you do to get over it? And what's the, you know, the, the first next step. So um, I'm just going to take a little drink of water here. Now, the first thing you might ask yourself is, well, how do you even know if you're in burnout? And to, as far as I'm concerned, the symptoms are very clear. But it, as with my own experience, uh, you're not often aware of them until you've been suffering from them for a while, which is unfortunate. Uh, but such the case, burnout is the result of chronic stress. And it's usually around an external circumstance, like a bad job or horrible boss or, you know, a a partner that's draining (laughs) or it's a persistent belief. Like this could definitely be something that's all in your head, but nonetheless, uh, it can be uh, just as, as detrimental. And I do believe that mine was a persistent belief But unfortunately, it's just a messy cocktail of exhaustion. That's generally how you feel, both physically and mentally. But the more interesting part around uh, burnout is that it's a sense, it also gives you a sense of numbness where you just, you're feeling shut down and um, you start expressing yourself in a very sort of cynical and bitter way. And a lot of that is driven by a deep sense of ineffectiveness or lack of accomplishment, which as human beings, is a really hard thing for our egos to deal with, um, because burnout can obviously feel very overwhelming. We tend to buffer um, often by just detaching from life. So things that you may have previously found enjoyable start, start to come become less enjoyable, and also, uh, I mean, obviously this just, it can take you to a lot darker places. So. Uh, obviously, burnout can lead towards depression and anxiety and other mental disorders if they 're not treated. so do you have to seek therapy for burnout? I think that 's a personal choice. Um, I think if you 're depressed or uh, if you 're anxious. It's definitely helpful to seek therapy, but I also know that that's not always the most available resource. So I hope that um, while anything I share with you is not a replacement for uh, professional mental health, and I am not a mental health practitioner, I do think these are really good initial steps, uh, especially if you're just in the burnout phase where you can kind of turn the bus around so uh, just briefly, what causes burnout? And um, it's generally caused by pushing too hard. And that's typically in a work situation, but it can also be a personal situation, especially if you're serving others like 24-7 and generally not taking care of your own needs. And that's mostly moms, I find. But that was what I was seeing in my clientele an awful lot. I just don't have time to prepare food. I don't have time to sleep eight hours. I don't have time to constantly be drinking water and going to the bathroom. Uh, Gosh, these are like basic functional things that are required to live like just sort of the, the baseline of life, not even necessarily to thrive, but to be generally healthy and to show up for your life. So if you don't have time for them, that's a scary thing that you should really be paying serious attention to. But personally, beyond that, I think that burnout is derived from a lack of choice and control. Either that's real or perceived. Uh, And that's what's going on in our life, which kind of brings us to this point of burnout. Burnout. Work can be stressful for anyone, for example, but if you have autonomy to take the gas off the pedal when you need to, it doesn't have to crush you. And the same goes in your personal life when something, you know, when you just need to make that time out or to take a mental health day to get your head screwed on again, Great, do that when you need to. But if you don't feel like you have that power or autonomy to take those moments, then that's when you're gonna run into a brick wall every single time. And I saw that a lot in my my practice. So, feeling of lack of control can also come in the form of uh, efforting towards a goal where you just never see results. And this was this is where I was. So whether that for you is working hard on a business that never grows, that was my situation, or being diligent around a diet, but never seeing the scale budge. Uh, when you feel like you're failing and nothing you're doing is making the difference, that is learned helplessness and it can lead, it can and will lead to burnout. So I'll give you a sort of a personal story about what one thing in particular, and this is not the source of all for me, but just one specific example that I'll use throughout the rest of this podcast. Um, I had last summer, my website was growing tremendously and I was seeing a lot of traffic, just organic traffic from Google. And then they did a, an algorithm change and my traffic dumped, it took a total nosedive and I lost 75% of my traffic. And It was heartbreaking, guys, and I think that I, I obviously had wrapped a lot of my self worth and a lot of my sense of recognition from that traffic growth. I was getting a lot of, I was getting a lot emotionally, and my ego was getting a lot from it. So when it tanked, it was, it hurt, and I said to myself, "I'm going to focus." on nothing other than seo practices to get me where back to where i was before and i'm going to focus like laser focus the next six months that's all i'm working on so for six months from summer towards the end of um 2018 i busted my ass and did all the seo things um and did them all myself and used every single moment and margin of spare time in my life to push this forward And the sad thing is that I didn't ever see any results from that. And no matter how hard I tried, my traffic just continued to drop. It wasn't even a sustained drop. It was a constant, constant drop, like moving towards the zero mark, hurtling towards zero. And that just broke me. That and a whole bunch of other things. But that was sort of the camel's back where it was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? My life has been completely consumed with this and I have no control over how Google sees my website. Like obviously I can check all the the SEO boxes, but at the end of the day, if Google wants to blacklist me for some random reason, I don't know, then I, I, I have, I have nothing I can do about that. Even though they like, they're like down the street, I could go there and be very angry, but I won't. <laughs> but I want to unpack more about that idea of choice and control around burnout because that's what I didn't see in the moment and that was my blind spot. So it's obviously clear the more that you have choice and control in your, in your life, the less likely you are to run into that proverbial brick wall that I mentioned. And the interesting thing is that very often we have a lot more control over our choices than we think we do, but because of mental conditioning um, we don't see it. So it, I'm sure you guys have heard that analogy around the baby elephant who's tethered to a pole or something like that. And as it grows, it always thinks it's, it can't move because it's tethered to this pole. But, and it gets to the point where it doesn't even need to be tethered to the pole. It just thinks it can't move, so it doesn't, which is a really sad, horrible story, by the way. Uh, I hate that. Um, but it's a good analogy in terms of, uh, you know, we often get mentally conditioned to believe that we don't have uh, a sense of control. And that's sometimes just a perception and not a reality that that keeps us from seeing that we have choice and making different choices. So uh, if choice and control is the antidote, then uh, what can we do about it? And I will get into that next. But I do want to pause here and say that that was really what was happening with me in the Google Analytics situation I was so wrapped up and freaked out and reactive around the situation that I didn't take a moment to uh, to really see what my options were. So how, how do you deal with burnout when you don't have control, as I thought that I didn't in that moment? Well, there's one simple thing. And it's very simple, but it's not always easy. It's very difficult, actually. And that is to slow down, uh, a perceived lack of control is often based on this false awareness we have that, uh, you know, that we're not consciously choosing or that, sorry, let me back up on that. So it's it's a false sense of reality or a, a very reactive uh, reaction to things that happen in the moment, just like it had with me. So you are so... <sighs> programmed to live and work on autopilot that you don't even have the line of sight in the moment to see that you are in that situation that there are other choices you do have some control you just feel like I have no control and this is just you know I'm barreling into this this brick wall again and you know it's interesting because I think of yogis and meditators and you know, why they're so at happy and at peace. And it's not because they have different circumstances than the rest of us, but it's because they live their life in the moment and it's because they slow down and they meet their circumstances that arise in the moment. And then rather than being that reactive person, like I was, uh, they pause and they see that they have so many more choices than the majority of us actually see. And um, I mean, for you, that might mean, not binging when you feel lonely or not buying another pair of shoes when what you just need is a good night's sleep. And for me in that moment with Google analytics, it could have, I I had so many choices and I thought I had none. I could have outsourced it. I, I could have, um, you know, done like a, an SEO audit to see what was the source of, you know, my, my website tanking, I could have, you know, looked at, said to myself, well, obviously I don't have a lot of control over Google Analytics, so I'm going to look at other sources of traffic going forward. I mean, there's so many messages in retrospect um, that I could have taken from that and I should have taken from that, but I, I couldn't in the moment. I was just so obsessed with what was in front of me and it was a big learning lesson for me to be sure. So... The next question that you're obviously probably thinking, well, that's great, Karen, obviously we need to slow down in life and life is very frenetic, but how do we do that? (laughs) It's a $64,000 question, right? Well, I have a $64,000 answer for you, and that is to meditate. Again, I know a simple answer, but not very easy in practice, but it's actually not that difficult either. So, there are a ton of good reasons for maintaining uh, meditation practice, but this is by far my biggest why, if you will, like my why factor. I feel like I have so much more awareness over my choices and actions. When uh, I start when I started my consistent meditation practice at the point where I had my little dark night of the soul, I just started meditating because I thought I need to do something, something needs to change. And I keep hearing this is, you know, a powerful tool. And I had meditated in the past, just not consistently, but. That was actually the first thing that I started doing was a consistent meditation practice because I didn't know what else to do and I didn't know if it would work and I didn't see results right away, but I stuck with it because I didn't know what else to do. And sometimes, um, sometimes you just go with your gut. And I think that was what my gut was telling me in the moment. So, um, the subtle, the subtle differences that I think that I've experienced have really helped me in these moments where you know when you think you don't have control over your reactions or your behaviors or your choices when you when you start meditating you find those those pockets of of space where you can pause and say you know is this really what I need right now? Or is there a better way to feel about the situation, which was the question I should have been asking myself, but didn't. Uh, and when you do this, you feel so much more empowered and less helpless, even when you don't have a ton of control or options in the moment. And that is really a powerful, powerful thing. That is peace of mind, guys. And peace of mind is is everything, you know, happiness is Um, a wonderful feeling and none of us feel happy 100% of the time and you know contrast and emotion is important in life but peace of mind is something that you can always have no matter what's going on in your life and that that is to me the number one reason why I think and advocate for meditation on a daily basis. So like I said meditation is powerful and it's free and it's very accessible and I will show you how to get started with your own practice. But I also want to acknowledge that certainly there are other ways to improve your sense of control and choice in your life, like money and time and support and resources. Those are all wonderful things uh, that you can add to, you that can add to a sense of, of peace and happiness. However, they can also add more complexity and drama and expectation, and they're not readily available to all of us. So they won't necessarily save you from yourself. Uh, developing awareness and staying present to making conscious choices is the only way to truly manage yourself and avoid yourself, avoid driving yourself into that brick wall over and over and over again. Uh, And I can certainly contest for that in my own life. I, it has given me pause and the ability to choose other options, which is just uh, a, a life affirming thing to do for sure. So obviously meditation, as I've mentioned, is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to do at first, but it is very accessible and uh, all you need is five to 10 minutes a day. And guys, I will say that with most things, consistency over grand gestures all the way. So what I mean by that is I would much, I would much, I would much rather see all of you meditating for five minutes a day then going on a meditation retreat for one weekend, feeling great and then never meditating again. And by the way, if you ever do get the opportunity to go on a meditation weekend, they are really powerful. I've done two, one in Canada and one in Thailand and wow, you leave there feeling otherworldly for sure. Uh, But that's not really uh, a feasible head start for all of us. So starting with five, 10 minutes a day is perfect. So now I'm gonna give you two resources. Both are free and both are amazing. The first one is called the Insight Timer app, and it, you can download it from your app store on Android or uh, iPhone, and uh, it's free. And they have meditations for all different uh, like times, like if you only have five minutes or ten minutes or thirty minutes, you can you know sort by um, time, uh, and also they they serve up different meditations every day. But they have a massive library. And you can use guided meditations that can help you reduce stress or to visualize or manifest. or uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't want you to think about this as necessarily a woo-woo thing. It's, it's really a wellness marker that is going to move the dial for you quite a bit. So if you are into manifestation and visualization, you'll find this a fabulous tool. But if what you're looking to do also is just reduce stress, and increase sense of control and locus of control in your life, you're going to find powerful tools in here as well. Um, And there are also just um, timers in there too. So if you just want to set a a timer for yourself for like 5, 10, 15 minutes and just do like a quiet moment for yourself where there's no noise or no guides then that's fine too I've been gravitating towards that lately so I personally started with like five to eight minutes and then I graduated to about 10 minutes and now I'm starting to play with 15 minutes and at first 15 minutes felt like oh my god I'm going to be here forever but now I'm I'm much more able to settle into it and feel more comfortable with it and it goes by so fast so fast so that's the first app the insight timer and I will put this on my website as well and then in the show notes the second one is Headspace and that is a, a for-profit company based in LA and it is run by um, an ex-British monk his name is Andy and he does all of the med- the meditations and their guided meditations and you can pay for their one-year app or you can just do like a five free day a, a 10 free day Uh, a free 10-day trial, which I think you can just kind of recycle and do over and over again. And he's a really um, interesting person to meditate with because he's got a very soothing voice and you just feel like it's a very powerful experience and you're being guided by a very um, experienced a meditator. So uh, look at both of those, see which one works better for you. There's a ton out there, by the way, those are just the ones that I like. And uh, a couple of other strategies before I go around burnout in general, and I will elaborate on these in future podcasts, but I just wanted to leave you with some food for thought. Um, the first one is uh, EFT. And EFT, emotional freedom technique, is a practice of... Um, affirming certain beliefs or things that you want to manifest like change I shouldn't say manifest because I, that always just little, takes me right to the secret and I'm not a fan of the secret <laughs> uh, it will help you to work through limiting beliefs and it does that by affirmations you speak affirmations and you kind of walk through this experience where you're talking like for example um if, you're, if your limiting belief is nothing I do works, um, you would kind of talk through a script of here's why I think nothing I ever do works. I wonder where I learned you know where nothing I do ever works. And then eventually you start to this, getting to this point where it's like, I don't actually feel like um, nothing I do ever works. I have tons of examples where things in my life worked. And as you're going through that script and you're following somebody who's guiding you, you're touching your meridian points, which is the top of your head, top of your eyebrow, side of your eye, below your um, eye, uh, the top of your mouth, right below your mouth and your collarbone and your side. So around the bra line. Um, And you tap on those as you go through these meridian points. I know it sounds very uh, woo woo. I'm the first to admit it, but man, it's some powerful, powerful stuff. And I've had a lot of breakthroughs and I have had a lot of Oh, like just releasing some pent up trauma that I've had since childhood, because we do store this in our body. So That's a whole other podcast episode, but if if that intrigues you, I invite you to just do a little Googling on emotional freedom technique, and there's a lot of scientific research that shows that this is a powerful tool for uh, especially supporting people with PTSD. Uh, Veterans coming back from war, they've been using this technique on them, and it has been really helpful. So uh, I'm going to leave that with you. And then the one last thing that I'm going to tell you, if you want to really start changing some beliefs... Um, and I think that by changing beliefs intentionally and moving your subconscious in a very intentional and directed way, you can avoid burnout for sure. Uh, and that is with future self journaling. And I have some, uh, like a, just a little, um, uh, framework around that in terms of journal prompts and, and how to future self journal. And within 30 days, I find that you can really, Um, change a limiting belief you have about yourself or adjust a behavior that you have about yourself. Um, Not all, like if you're suffering from alcoholism, I don't think that's going to fix it for you. But uh, if you suffer from people pleasing or setting boundaries, or you have a tendency to believe that nothing you do ever works out in life, uh, these are like some of the limiting beliefs that you can really tackle in a very intentional way through future self journaling. So if you're interested in giving that a try, I will leave a link to the prompts, the journal prompts and the little framework that I have on my website uh, for you. So you can check that out and uh, try it, try it for 30 days. I mean, it's just a journal, grab a notebook and have at it and see where you go. And I would tell you those three things, meditating, EFT, and future self journaling, like Change the dial 360, not 360, it helped me do a 180. Um, 360 would imply that I was back where I started. Uh, it, it has really been powerful tools for me, guys. So I'm so excited to share more about these. But um, as you can probably hear, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. And I'm going to sign off on that. And uh, I'm going to welcome you to head back to my website at karenmcgill.com. And Karen was with a C uh, to find out more resources on getting past burnout and Busting limiting beliefs about yourself and really just pushing through these exhausted feelings that we have to get to a place where you're your truest self. Because as I said at the top of this podcast, I feel like the opposite of burnout is being your most authentic self and your best self. And your best self isn't necessarily your richest or skinniest self, but those will definitely come around too if you can first start creating space and opportunity for your true self. Um, the self that is um, in your heart and the reason why you're here, if you're able to make some space for that to really flourish, you're going to see tremendous shape change in all areas of your life. And I still want that for all of you. So on that note, guys, have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. <music>